the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the Bible says that the church is his body and that every believer is, or at least should be, a member of that body. We're parts of the body of Christ. We are his hands, his feet, and his mouth to our generation. Christ's work continues through his body, the church. Well, Happy New Year, and welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse. Our host is Pastor Leighton Sheely, and I'm Mike Trout. We're beginning this new year by reviewing exactly what the Bible calls the church, how it identifies the church, and specifically talking about what Church of the Highlands is and believes. And Pastor Layton begins by referring to the curriculum taught in the new members class at Church of the Highlands. One of the things we teach in that class is that Church of the Highlands is a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching church, assisting uh, people to know and love Christ Jesus through a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. It's a long sentence, but it encapsulates who we are, what we do, how we do it, and why. Uh, Who we are, we are a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching Church, that's who we are. What do we do? Assist people to know and love Christ Jesus. How and why do we do it? Through a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. So we're going to take a moment and try to unpack part of that statement today. Uh, Probably the thing that we're most known for as a church is that we are a Bible teaching church. And that we endeavor to do everything we do based on instructions in the Bible. Because we believe that the Bible is the word of God. That's why we want to know what it says, what it means... And how it applies. If God says to do something, we should do it. If God says to not do something, we should not do it. And and as we study God's word, our way of thinking changes. And we begin to think like God wants us to think instead of the way the world around us conforms and conditions us to think. So how we think and how we act are related. In fact, the Apostle Paul in Romans 12 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So the passage begins talking about our body and our actions. It then connects that with our mind and our thoughts. So what we do is related to how we think. And how we think is affected by what we choose to think about. And if we choose to think about our bank account and our security and comfort and leisure and so forth, the things of this world, then the things of God are going to seem distant and far away. But if instead we meditate on God's word day and night, then we see things of this world through a biblical paradigm, a biblical paradigm world view. So when we study God's word, it affects the way we think, which then in turn affects our speech and our actions, which then affects our behavior and our habits, which then affects the way we live. What we think 
ends up affecting how we live. And, and so our priority as a church family is to get into God's word and let God's word get into us. And that's why our sermons week after week focus on reading and understanding and applying God's word to our, our lives. And that's also why our church family has dozens and dozens of Bible studies taking place inside the building and outside of the building all through the week. But notice before we are a Bible teaching church, we are first a Christ-centered church. We are Christ-centered than Bible teaching. This is important for us to understand because people who know the Bible, who do not know Jesus, are dangerous. People who know their Bible but who do not know Jesus are dangerous. They're like modern-day Pharisees or, or legalists. Jesus said to the Pharisees of his days, you search the scriptures because you think they will give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, and yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. The Pharisees knew their scriptures. They had memorized almost the entire Old Testament, but they did not know Jesus Christ. They thought they could be saved just simply by knowing, memorizing, and reciting scriptures. They didn't see that the scriptures pointed to Jesus who was God's Savior. In fact, they twisted the Scriptures in order to justify putting him to an illegal and unjust death. People who know the Scriptures, but who do not know Jesus, are dangerous. They twist Scriptures like an unethical attorney misuses the law for personal gain. You notice that Jesus ministered to prostitutes and tax collectors with much grace, but he unleashed his harshest condemnations against Pharisees, scribes, and religious leaders. People who know their Bible but who do not know Jesus are dangerous. That's why it's important to be Christ-centered before we are a Bible-teaching church. So that brings up the question then, what is a church? Well, one of the, there's a number of metaphors that are used in Scripture to describe the church. One of them is that the church is the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians, Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. So the Bible says that the church is his body and that we are a part of it. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We each have different gifts according to the grace given us. So the Bible says that the church is his body, and that every believer is, or at least should be, a member of that body. We're parts of the body of Christ. We are his hands, his feet, and his mouth to our generation. Christ's work continues through his body The church. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And Jesus desires that his body, the church, grows. Paul wrote, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So according to the scripture, when every part of the body, that is every Christian, 
is doing what God has called and equipped them to do, they're exercising their spiritual gifts, then all of us benefit. All of us grow and are healthy and are full of God's love. God made us to grow, and we grow as we work together in love. And not only do we grow, but we accomplish so much more by working together. And when Christians withhold doing their part, then the body of Christ is crippled. And when a body is crippled, the other parts of the body have to compensate by doing things they were not designed to do. And that's why it's so important that every believer is doing what they have been called and gifted to do so that the church of the highlands is not crippled. God gave pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. Ephesians 4, God gave pastors and teachers. Why? To prepare God's people for works of ministry. Why? So that the body of Christ may be built up. You notice who the Bible says is assigned to do the work. See, many of us have been raised in churches where it's the people with the robes or the titles or the special degrees or special education are the ones who do ministry. But according to the Bible, all of God's people are called to do ministry. If you're one of God's people, you have been called to do ministry. Which is why at Church of the Highlands, God's people are the ministers and the pastors and our staff are the administers. It is our staff is here to help bring people and resources together so that they can accomplish ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up. Most of the ministry that takes place in and through our church is operated by our members, not our staff. Our staff is here to support our members in the ministry that God has called them to. And if you're a a believer, then you have been called to a ministry. You have been gifted for a ministry. Now, there's another metaphor uh, that's found in Scripture that describes the church, and that is the church is a fellowship. In Acts chapter 2, it says, They continued steadily learning the teaching of the apostles and joined in the fellowship. And so the top priorities for fellowship are unity and harmony. Unity means we're working together. Harmony means we might be doing separate things, but we're doing them together like uh, music. We're working together to create music together. Paul wrote, make every effort to keep, that is protect, the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And elsewhere, so let us concentrate on the things that make for harmony and the growth of our fellowship together. Any attitude that causes disunity, dissension, division is sin. In fact, according to Proverbs chapter 6, that kind of activity evokes a very strong reaction from God. Proverbs 6 there are, says there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Is hates a strong word? These are things that God hates. These are things we don't want to do. What are they? It goes on to tell us what, it, what they are. Haughty or proud eyes. A lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans. Feet that make haste to run to evil. A false witness who breathes out lies. That would include gossiping and gossipers. 
And one who sows discord, division, dissension among brothers. These are activities that the Lord hates. And you notice the last one, the one who causes division or dissension or discord among brothers. Recently, we studied through 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the longest instruction in the scripture we have regarding communion. And you remember what Paul wrote? He says, often your meetings do more harm than good because I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. Divisions cause more harm than good. Just exactly where do you fit in, in that word picture? Are you a divisive person? Are you a cooperative person? Are you a servant? We're going to hear more from Pastor Leighton Sheely about the Great Commission, and it involves a lot more than just go into all the world, doesn't it? I'm Mike Trout. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. You'll find us on the web at highlands.us. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands. And past broadcasts can be reviewed and downloaded when you go to that website, highlands.us. Share with your friends the fact that we're on the air. Let's start the new year in that way. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your prayers. And come back tomorrow when we'll open the Word of God once more and study verse by verse.